You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hardware Company Podcast. This is episode number 172 of East Central India's favorite podcast, Suck It Juice in the Morning. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Uh, as always, I'm host... <laughs> I've, I've slayed Aaron Dickin already. <laughs> I'm joined by co-host Dakota Davis. Today's episode features the two of us. We're going to be talking with Aaron Dickin, uh, city councilman and county council person, county councilwoman. Whatever. Do you care? I don't. <laughs> Maybe I said I don't care. Counselor. I want to be inclusive. Wink, wink. Good deal. I appreciate the effort. I, yeah, okay. I, I, it's pretty hard to offend me. Betsy Mills. Uh, well, we've you got know her. Challenge accepted. Oh, man. You, know, <laughs> you know both of these two people from all you the public meetings. Crazy Ira in the douche, everybody. <laughs> and then you also know them from many times that they've been on our show. First time guest on the show is Mr. Zach Lee. Zach Lee, yeah, we're going to clap for him uh, because he's brave enough to come in here tonight and uh, <laughs> and talk with everybody, but no, it's going to be a good episode. We're going to be talking about, first of all, uh, Kamala Harris is the Democrats' vice presidential pick for some reason, somehow, I I don't know. We're going to talk about that for a minute, but then we're really going to get into if, the inclusiveness if, if resolution. If Chris had showed up, we would have had the police siren go off right there. When, yeah. When yeah. Yeah. She's a cop. Or bad boys. <laughs> But we're going to the inclusiveness inclusiveness resolution has been making its way through the Henry County government. And uh, we're going to be talking about it. um, Some objections that have been posed about the inclusiveness resolution, what it means and uh, basically give you the rundown of why it was written, what it means and uh, what it means for the county now that it has passed uh, in many different places. So this is a very Henry County heavy episode for our um, listeners that are across the nation and across other parts of the state. Uh, you know, you might want to stick around because I'm sure that resolutions like this are going to be coming to your neck of the woods. So maybe you can get some good education by hearing both sides of this topic. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you will always learn something new. Uh, like you'll hear us saying, Hey, it's hot in here. That, that's a new drinking game. If you join the Patreon, you, uh, you saw my diagnosis. I, I did a 10 second diagnosis video of why the AC wasn't working. And I said, there's a new drinking game tonight. Every time somebody complains about the, uh, the air conditioning, you have to take a shot. So that's one. We have no AC in here. It is August 13th. Uh, but that's all right because we have the Patreon members that, uh, that help us so much and we can rent this place. So we don't actually have to worry about any of the repairs coming out of our pockets. It's going to be fixed tomorrow. <laughs> Patreon.com slash boss hug liberty. That is where you can go to support the show on a monthly level. The tiers start at $5 a month and then they go all the way up until whatever, you know, the sky's the limit. It really can uh, be whatever you want. The current, also, the current high bidder is $80. Do I hear $80 and five cents? That's correct. Anybody, $80, $80 is the high bidder. And uh, if you're $50 or more, then we promise to give you a shout out at the start of every episode. Those folks are Chris Lamb, our good buddy, our, 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 
I don't. I our oh our amigo. That's the word I was looking for. I heard he's retired. He is retired. He's retired from the Newcastle Career Center. You might have seen him. He came on and he talked about the Career Center. He was great. We also have Craig DeCosta, who's watching all the way from Hawaii right now. Then we have our newest member of the fifty dollar month club, Mr. Anthony Meyer. Welcome, Christy Anthony. Avery. Uh, from all the way in Fort Wayne, and then our favorite car salesman, Mr. Jonathan Phillips from uh, Andy Moore, Buick, and GMC. The official car salesman of this podcast. There's been three vehicles bought from him. Four. I bought two. I bought two. Oh, four. I bought it right. back when he was in the old country. At no the, wonder uh, he's a $50 subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're tied. I, now, I've, I've bought one new and one used. You've bought one new and one used. Yeah. Next one breaks the tie. That's Pro- right. Probably going to be me. Three years from now, I'll be out of the for John. I just know I miss the dad. You I, don't, the I don't want to mention his girls' names for privacy reasons, but <laughs> I I did see you guys. You guys got the Phillips treatment. Uh, some horse riding last uh, last week. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Some very. And I wasn't even. That's riding. some premium stuff. Yes, I got to hang out with two little girls and uh, a dog, a puppy, while uh, their mother was teaching horse riding skills. And uh, heard a lot about the first day of school, and then they left me with the puppy, and the puppy wasn't tied up. <laughs> so it was a good time. It's a Doberman, isn't it? You took your if life you, uh, in your own hands. I know. Gosh, vicious. <laughs> vicious. Puppy you know what you needed would be a piece of Boss Hog Liberty merchandise that you can get at tchip.com slash bho one two or 3. Usually Chris Guffey puts that in the live stream chat so that it makes it easy for people to click on. But I'm going to call on substitute producer Sarah Morrill. And she's going to put those uh, links in the chat. Do we you. have masks yet? Do you want to add, introduce some boss hog masks? That's a good idea. We should do that. I feel like I feel like maybe we need to have some BHOL masks. I need to, I'll, I'll get on that tomorrow. All right. I'll buy one. I'm in. All right. Kamala Harris. I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah, that's right. Kamala, Joe Biden Kamala. pronounced it Kamala. Senator. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, jury, executioner. All of those things, really. Yeah, you know. I, I put on the show notes. If you're a Patreon member, then you get the show notes ahead of the show. I put how, why, what in the world. I thought that Tulsi Gabbard ended this for all of us in the first Democrat debate whenever she railed so hard on on Miss <laughs> Harris. And so, I thought, well, that's the last we're going to see of that lady. She's done. <laughs> that's the end of that. So she ran for uh, ran for president. She was one of the 20 or 25 uh, Democrats that ran for president. And... She had mixed success in the debate. She had one debate moment where she stood out and she really did it. The, the very first debate, she did a tremendous attack against Joe Biden. That was yeah, pretty, right? pretty damning she took against him. Down him. At the knees. And then that, that kind of set his campaign back a couple of months. And then when everybody, when it kind of came down to Biden and Bernie, everybody started endorsing Biden. And that's how he wound up getting the win. Uh, but then the other memorable moment was what Dakota's referencing with Tulsi Gabbard, where she said, you know, you've, put 1500 to 1800 people in jail for simple possession you've been pushing for mandatory maximum you've gone above and beyond she put prosecutorially she put thousands of people in prison for marijuana charges and then whenever she went on the radio and was asked if she ever smoked marijuana she laughed and said yes yeah so she's a hypocrite there and then she also blocked an an appeal until the state supreme court forced her hand as the attorney general so there was for a man that was on death row and was innocent. Yeah. So, you know, not a great record. Um, obviously that is the character issue to me that like that. And I, I've kind of made some hay on it on my social media this week discussing it. And if you go back and add me as a friend or look at what I've done, I've not shared it from the boss hog page, but I, my number one 
issue in politics is actually being principled and being true to yourself. And when you cut, when you, when you say one thing and then you change your mind two week, two months later or two years later without a reasonable explanation, uh, or you just, you just simply do it because your team's in charge now. That's the non-starter for me. As long as I, I can be friends with, with, you know, socialists like, uh, Darren Jacobs or Aaron Dickin over here. Is that streak or, still going, by the way? Uh, so, uh, socialist Darren Jacobs. I think we're at uh, 171 episodes in a row oh, calling him that. Nice. Yeah. Comrade. Yeah. Comrade Dickin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Com- <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Freudian slip, I guess. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and then, uh, listen, somebody has to pay for your new, uh, your new city utility building that you're making us all buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> Plus, that's not in the show notes. Plus, somebody <laughs> that drained the water tower. parking lot you call a plaza. <laughs> With the one shade. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to have. The, I've yet to find the bathrooms to be open over there. I've not checked lately. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> COVID. Great timing. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to go into a public restroom right now? I don't know. I, 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 it's been there for three years, and I've yet to pee in it. In defense of... I don't even know how many ply toilet paper the city's paying for, and I would like to know. In defense of... It's, pop- like, it's, like, it's like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're unplying no the two ply. Yes. In defense of Comrade Dickin, um, I went you. to the Henry County Farmer's Market. Uh, this was probably a month and a half ago, and I'm just chilling, hanging out, buying stuff really good produce. And I look over and he and Corey Murphy are tending to the lawn. One of you is weed whacking. The other one's mowing. It's like 9am on Saturday. And I thought, were they, were they wearing all the proper PPE? Because from the nerdery, I feel like they're the most prone uh, to get hurt. No, I don't recall PPE, but um, they were working we, we very hard. We kept our distance. There was, no, there was no safety vest. There were no goggles. I was honestly I very, blower too, so I was we pretty impressed. The- I was pretty impressed that the director of the EDC and our, one of our shining city councilmen was working that hard on a Saturday morning to make the city look I nice. Did, so. I, you know, shining city councilman, I did notice on your laptop, man, I've got the shine like it's really good. Today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also true. It can be both. It's, yeah. it's, it's not your fault. It's the fault of the heat in here. Uh, I put a question down on the show notes, and this was the most important thing to me after Kamala Harris was announced because, <laughs> you know, just getting this back on track here. Does she prove that there's a huge disconnect between the national parties and the average voter. I mean, we're in the middle of massive civil unrest because of police brutality. And you have the Democrats nominating the guy who wrote the crime bill and a extremely non-progressive prosecutor and district attorney and then uh, attorney general as his running mate. The, the irony is delicious. Also, is Joe Biden awake at any time? I just all I no offense, comrade Dickon, but um, I just see that man, and all I think about is weekend at Bernie's. You know, I I was (laughs) what is he doing? The the rumbles that I was hearing was that it was either going to be Condoleezza Rice or it was going to be Kamala Harris, and I thought. You mean Susan, right? Yeah, not Condoleezza. Not Rice. Condoleezza. No, that would have been a uh, huge move. She's one of my sisters. Condi's not. Condi's not. That would have been teams different. On me. No I've way, got, man. Uh, no way. I got mixed up in my brain, but yeah, know your former president's uh, administrations. NSA. Yeah, you rookie. Sorry. Secretary of State. Well, what, know, your, was, know your borderline war but criminals, Condoleezza okay? Rice, <laughs> Rice was just in the news They all news bomb well, people. Though. It's just a matter of how they do it. Oh, I love Condi so much. Ouch. She was oh. just in the news as well, though. 
stop me when I'm making stuff up. So no I think comment. somebody explained to me that, uh, you know, back several years ago, there was almost a split between the National GOP and that's kind of where the Tea Party came from. And I think that you're seeing a split too in the Democrat Party. Do I not? Well, Here's I think you're, you're peaking a little. Okay. When you get when you get your Clay Morgan voice and you really yeah, start projecting, right. you <laughs> got to pull it away. Thank you for roses. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I think that that you've got part of that on the left but i think there's also a little bit of unity there well i think that it's kind of been there for a long time in the democrat party it's i feel like the young the younger generation dating back to the 1960s and the anti-war movement has always been far more progressive Progressive, than what the um than what the corporate democrats have ever been and i i just think that uh, now we have the world at our fingertips and people are able to be more loud on social media so it seems like the great yeah, divide awesome. is larger than what it was i think frustrating for me and i've tried to like explain it to my child and just discussions here and there like i think national politics kind of is going in a wave right so you've got uh, an era where you have some really strong candidates on both sides that I think regardless of your party, you can acknowledge that they've done a lot. Um, and then you've got some eras that you don't even know like what president Warren Harding was or, you know, William Howard Tapp, like some of these that are, don't really stick out in your mind as you're starting to learn American history. Taft, bathtub socialist. Those are the good ones, right? The ones that you don't Those really are, know. Like Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Grover Cleveland. If they weren't notable, they probably were okay. Yeah, Is that the logic? Quiet. Yeah, yeah. they were quiet. The logic. Grover Cleveland. So Because they didn't do anything, so they didn't mess everything up. But they were yeah. quiet because they didn't have Twitter. The problem is is that the <laughs> presidency true. is such an impossible job that no one can right. ever actually manage it. It's like so, being a husband. It's just you can't win. <laughs> yeah, But well. you could try. Hey and now. I think it comes down they to tried. money and politics, too, right? It does. I mean, I think as laughable as, you know, 22, did we get up to 24 candidates during the primary? Sure. As laughable as that might seem, like, and I, I just don't and know. you guys that. obviously picked the best one. Right, oh right. We That's put, the way it works. We put so much power in the hands of the presidency, and that is why every time that you see uh, President Barack Obama or George, a, George W. Bush, Every time that you see them, they're before and after photos of getting in and out yeah, of office, right. and they're they've aged eighty years. Yep, and he's turned into a, a lovely artist. That's bit true. Bit he's a got a bomb dropper president, but a lovely. artist. I need that book, Jer. I know you do. It's a. It looks neat. I, I want to get it. But it, anyway, it'll be maybe your birthday when thirty one. It's not coming out till like April. I'll just turn thirty forever. How okay. about that? <laughs> they have since this year doesn't count. They have so much power that they hear every single issue that could ever possibly be going on. And it's constantly, Mr. President, we have this going on with the space program. Mr. President, this guy just killed, assassinated this guy in Israel. Mr. President, uh, there's civil unrest in Chicago right now. Mr. And it's just a constant bombardment. And the only person, say what you will, the only person that is not like completely buckled and aged like this under the stress is Trump. Oh. No, it's 100% Trump. Trump just—it's no, like still it just, has his natural hair color and it's on almost, his shoulders. It's almost like he's got senioritis and he's just riding the wave. He's just man. going. It's like—I mean, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he's just like taking it in strides, and he's like—that's because I okay, think he thinks he's, he's the on, same. He thinks he's on the office, buddy. He just looks at the camera. He's—he <laughs> <laughs> is the exact same person pre-presidency as he is in the presidency, and that is something like 
Oh, yes. Many I'll times in Clay Morgan's Barbershop, we were like, man... His Twitter even, game sucks. How do you even remember what it's like in Clay Morgan's barbershop? <laughs> because shop? I was, I went there whenever he was running for president. If you would let me finish my story, Jeremiah. <laughs> whenever he's running for president, and we're like, man, his Twitter story is awful. Uh, but maybe once he's in the presidency and he like sees all the issues, it's going to calm him down, and he's just going to stick to like, oh, I actually have to do this job. Nope, not really. So wait, he's playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Does that just show he doesn't like? take it as seriously as some of those others that have aged you know i think so years and that's well that's kind of what i was trying to say is i don't really know if it's a bad thing is that a dick and endorsement of trump pence (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he doesn't take it as seriously as he should i feel like that wasn't a bit of an endorsement it's he's playing president i feel like (laughs) Yeah, it's but weird. also playing, you know, I'll I'll play the part of co-host and get us back on track. <laughs> also playing devil's advocate, can candidates also not change before? Like, and I guess this is the hard part of being a candidate, right? She can't show that she's changed. I think that's what has more merit than yeah, saying. But I mean, how, I've, how I've much do you answers. change in four months? Depends. Are you running for vice president? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, see, that's what is, I want. I want a media member to sit down with Kamala Harris and go, so what made you decide that Biden would be the best person for president when four months ago you said you believed all of his sexual harassment accusers and called him a racist? And that's what, this, and So this what is made you I change say, your mind? Where, where are your principles? Right? That question has to be asked. Right. It deserves an answer. I think the uh, interesting thing would be to see a presidential candidate or vice presidential candidate say, um, you know, we talk about changing, actually come on and do an interview and say, you know what, I, 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 this is what I believed. And over the years I've learned that I was wrong and that was wrong for me to do that. And now this is what I believe, yeah. but you don't see him do that. You see them go, so, well, this is what everybody else was doing or mm-hmm. try to spin right, it. Right. Yeah. And it's owning up to it. But see, Trump's kind of, he but did Trump that a care. little bit though. But what, I think I've said it on the show before, but it's wild with Trump because he gets on there and he talks about our involvement in the Middle East. And, you know, we heard with Obama and we heard with Bush that we're not in the Middle East because of the oil. He kept hearing it's not due to the oil or anything. We're stopping terrorist cells. And then Trump gets on stage and he's like, well, you know, they got a lot of oil. (laughs) We're getting oil. So it's like... he just genuinely doesn't care. And I think that that was, I think that's a meme that's been shared on social media a million times is that we know there's not aliens because Trump would have told us by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we're getting the aliens announcement this year. Yeah. It's, it's been rumored. They've been teasing yeah. it a little bit. Wasn't he going to release a bunch of stuff about the JFK assassination too? Yeah. I think we're getting, yeah. we're, getting yeah. we're, getting yeah. we're getting everything you ever hoped for. So four yeah. more years, buddy. if he would do that, if he would talk about, Yeah. Talk to us about aliens. Talk to us about JFK. Maybe consider uh, reclassifying marijuana at a federal level. There's a few things he could do to, I think, really increase his odds. If Trump sat down and talked about the aliens, and he was straight up legit, and he talked about the aliens, 
Wait, wait a minute. Time I out. Probably this is not vote. what I thought the show was going <laughs> to be. Just but I, but I, I watched Tinfoil Time making a comeback. <laughs> last, last week we watched the Axios interview and he couldn't explain a bar graph <laughs> yes. when it came to COVID. Can That's you what imagine, I want. Can that is you what imagine I want. him trying to I want, walk you through. I want Trump talking. I want Trump talking to uh, Captain David Fravor awesome. about the Tic Tac UFO that David Fravor saw when he was piloting the airplane, and I want him to go. I'll tell you what it's about after November. <laughs> just to tease it like the cliffhanger yeah. and I'd be like if you oh he got me it's like <laughs> pulling I, the lever I refer to the office way too much but when they're doing interviews and uh, who played Gob is like I've got a three part plan it will tell us your plan I'm not going to tell you my plan you got to hire me and I'll, tell you I'll give you part 1A of my plan if you bring Batman in everything will be okay there you go but see they kind of already did it the Pentagon did whenever they said that we have recovered Will Arnett, flying everybody. craft that was not uh, that was not made on Earth, and I thought, <laughs> "What does that mean? <laughs> it is, is a flying? What are you classifying as flying craft?" It was made in the International Space Station. Okay, so there's two things going to happen. At, at we this point, got places on the moon. No, we're not or done, got Jeremiah. At this, okay, at Space Force. We are going to do one of our graceful boss hog traditional <laughs> transitions. Like the so, TikTok transitions of an eight-year-old. So, Betsy. <laughs> yes. What's inclusiveness mean to you? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's quite a question. Um, I guess to me, inclusiveness is respect, dignity, treating people the way you want to be treated. As far as government goes, yeah. serving people equally no matter what because it's your job. So, what we've seen in Henry County in the last uh, three weeks, this has been a... Uh, there's been a resolution working its way through Henry County's government body entities. Uh, it has been before the Henry County Council. It's been before the Newcastle City Council. It's been before the Spiceland Town Council and the Henry County Commissioners. And I didn't get a late baking report if it had gone before the Henry County Soil and Water Board uh, or the Drainage Ditch Organization <laughs> or the Blue, Big Blue River Conservation uh, Group, but. Did you mention Town of Spiceland, though? Yeah, Town okay. of Spiceland. Yeah. They, uh, they passed it unanimously. Very Comrade cool. Dickin knows how to run an efficient government down there. <laughs> You're going to mix us up all night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not you? I thought you were moving to Spiceland. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, considering it. Hey, Spiceland's the future. Hey, I, can, I can still serve on city council if I do that, right? Uh, all I know is that trash get, the trains run on time in Spiceland. The trash gets picked up on the right day, and the water usually comes out of the faucet, and they've got solar power. What else do you want? That's it. He makes socialism look kind of tempting. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, so... Socialism has nothing to do with inclusiveness, by the way. I know. I'm just, you you know, we're we're working You're doing that that classic straw man of, you know, equating organizations and movements. (sighs) Okay. So, so you've, you, There's some the two of you have baseball. colluded. We've colluded. And you came up with a resolution that you each brought before your bodies. Yes. Um, it so started, walk, us, walk us through it. What the, the reason for it and then wh- how this process goes. Sure. I will jump in later, but I think I would kick it to Aaron first because it started with him in the business community. And I think I'll let him tell, tell the beginning of that story. Yeah. So um, I had a friend of mine who's a local city leader um, shoot me this idea. And I want to say it was early July. I mean, it was... 
Wasn't even June. It may have yeah. even been late June. Because um, I think we talked about it in I June. Didn't jo- I had a timeline typed up the other night, uh, and I should have pulled it up. Typed but up. Anyway. I saw the timeline. It was handwritten on handwritten. a notepad. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. He wrote it badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was irritated when I wrote it. Um, we all were. So it was brought to me as just kind of an idea. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of unrest in our nation right now, and we. So this is not a a national conspiracy. This is something that you guys thought of yourselves. This is something that we thought could benefit our community as far as unification goes, um, while also showing that you know the parts of our community um that might be adversely affected by you know just the color of their skin or their lifestyle or whatever um it it would show that hey we as community leaders are gonna do a better job uh as far and i'm not saying we're doing a bad job we're just reaffirming even that we are going to do a better job uh, you know, when it comes to representing our community. Um, so I, I looped in my colleague over there and, uh, it then turned into, Hey, we could really, you know, pass this in all of the bodies of, uh, city and county government. And it would be um, a really would be an even further show of unification, easy, easy victory, smooth sailing, no problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a then- dumb assumption. <laughs> I, I recognize it now. And I think, though, that we weren't totally stupid uh, when we were discussing how this might go because we know um, where we live and we know that Henry County is conservative and we knew that, you know, there might be some sticking points. The resolution that was proposed um, was actually pared down quite a bit yes. and tried to be simplified and something that, uh, again, could be uh, everybody could get behind. Um, and so it's then a we simple one page document. Right. Right. And that's just it. Right. I mean, I've heard that argument multiple times and it's not like kicking sand in my face. Like, I know it's just a document. I know it's just a resolution, which is, you know, just voting on an opinion. It's not an ordinance where it's going to be an enforceable law. It's literally symbolic. It's non-binding. The gist of it is we serve everyone. And I think the sticking point that gets everybody and and my friends who opponent who are opponents to this, and there are many of them, um, and I've listened to them and I've had really good discussions with them. Really candid, good discussions. We agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I won't say it hasn't been painful because it has been, but um, we serve everyone. We serve everyone equally, regardless of these categories, which are on the census, which are in non-discrimination agreements with the federal, state, local government. Uh, these are people that have maybe, these groups have been maybe traditionally underserved by the government or not treated fairly by the government. And so that's why we are acknowledging these categories. If and that's the, the list of categories I think is where the biggest trip up has been. Right. And but with the list of categories that you're talking about here, I mean, uh, like every time that society figure, like decides that a group of people is marginalized, does this, do we all of a sudden have to revisit that as a community? I mean, the Supreme and, Court came revisiting it. it, right? So, so the language that, of that's what, true. what was adopted is the two there are two items one it says foster an atmosphere of inclusiveness that respects the dignity and worth of every person without regard to race skin color ancestry national origin citizenship status sex gender sexual orientation gender identity gender expression marital status familiar familial status age disability education socioeconomic class religion ideology or political affiliation. Thank you for throwing that one in. Yes. Uh, I actually thought of you guys. <laughs> I really did. Encourage understanding 
and mutual respect among the diverse members of the community. So those are the two action items that are in here. And then they re, re, the rest of it uh, is recognizing the the membership of the community. Is that a fair assessment of the people that we recognize to be in the community? Yes. Okay. And these are people that you enjoy taking a coffee break with at work, people that sit next to you in the pew at church. I mean, I, but I think also because they know where they live, I mean, historically, it's just kind of been a hush. And not that this is too... Uh, I mean, we just want to make everybody feel comfortable and welcome here. I think that's what it comes down to. Safe and welcome. Exactly. Safe and welcome. Exactly. We're stellar. Yes. So, so Zach, the reason that I invited you on is that you, you brought some thoughtful conversation to uh, the city council meeting when mm-hmm. this was adopted. You're a resident of the city of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been politically active in the past. You ran for state representative in 2016 yep. as a libertarian. Uh, very good friend. We attended each other's wedding. So yep. I, I was, I felt comfortable inviting you on and that yeah. you weren't going to, you know, be worried about coming on the program. Uh, but you've expressed, uh, concerns. You, you said you supported this, but you did have some concerns about mm-hmm. the language that you brought up at some of the public meetings. And I know when the, the Courier Times, our local paper, uh, published some of that, they were, they were referring to you. So I wanted to bring yeah. you on here and let you speak what, you know, from and your point of view. The- Unlike the yeah. Courier Times, we're not going to drop your your profession and what you do for yeah. a living. My what jerks? Who does totally that? Dox me? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think for me, and I think for a lot of people, uh, you know, we read we read the resolution, and I see the text of it, and I don't see anything that I disagree with. I, I, you know, I talk to a lot of people, and I don't really talk to anybody who's saying I don't personally know anybody who's saying you know we need to divide and be hateful. I think people want unity. I think people want that. I think the concerns uh, come in with uh, when you get into the list and the what some of those things mean. I think people see, whether it's exaggerated or not, um, sometimes perception can be reality, you might say. Um, I think it's perceived that right now there's this big push against conservative thought, whether it's big tech uh, censorship or Google firing engineers who are conservative. And and I don't James know Moore. their actual... Uh, Jordan Peterson had some issues in Canada. Uh, you yeah. look in other Western countries like in Scotland, they just passed an ordinance about hate speech uh, and materials. And, you know, it seemed like it was kind of targeting Christianity, the Bible, things like that. And I think that when we see these resolutions... Um, I think people get tense because we remember the way things were talked about 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when we were told how nothing was going to affect our lives and everything will be fine. And now you have people who are, you know, losing their livelihoods, losing their jobs. And I know that that happens on both sides, but I think that that's why conservatives now are getting concerned, kind of like how, you know, back then the liberals were getting, were very concerned about it. So I think it's just a swinging pendulum in that way. Right. And it's, it's kind of like very, prominent now because of how connected everyone is mm-hmm. because I, I think like you said it like the the swinging pendulum it's that that thing has always been there where it you could go up to your boss and tell them that so and so they align with this political ideology and i think that it attacks me mm-hmm. whether that person is on the left or the right and they would be punished for that but now the whole world can do that to you. Yeah. And, and so it's 
And it just so happens that conservatives are on that side of the pendulum swing right now. Yeah. And when you look at social media and Facebook and I've, you know, scanned through some comments and things like that, and that's a lot of kind of what you see is people are afraid to share. I think there was, I mentioned the survey that says that 77% of conservatives are afraid to share their views because they fear that there's going to be some kind of backlash, whether with their job or publicly. And I think that, you know, that shows that, you know, and I said this at the meeting with in a world where we have more inclusivity, more resolutions, more statements, um, you look at every major corporation during June and it's pride month and it's celebrated and that's, that's fine. Everybody can celebrate what they want. And uh, with the new push for the, the, the movement or organization, black lives matter, you see that all over social media and businesses, you see it on, you know, sports is just totally flipped. I mean, you went from one guy kneeling to one guy standing within a matter of four years. So I think when you see all that, I think that um, people start to get concerned and say, you know, is my job at risk? Am I going to be pushed out for those things? And I don't, I don't think that I've listened to Aaron and Betsy both talk and I've I've read their comments and I don't think that's their intent at all. So I'm not, you know, I, I trust them. Um, it's just the way that sometimes later it's, on down the road, people it's can not come in this, and, it's not your, your concern is not with a non-binding inclusivity resolution that carries no penalties for anyone that might disagree with the wording of the resolution. This right. is, your wording is your worry is, is the resolution, the, the first step on the path of getting towards Canada's Bill C-16, where if you don't address someone by their preferred pronoun, you can go to jail. Right. You know, things like that. And I think as you see that kind of sweeping through, um, you know, cities and towns and all that, uh, you know, who knows, 10, 15 years, that might be the direction that we're going. This looks like local government trying to give a statement of principles, right? Like this is a, this is a, this is an objective that we want to, this is the way we want to behave as the government, right? You don't have any control over the way individual citizens are going to be, but if you're going to interact with the, the town of Spiceland or the city of Newcastle or Henry County, we're going to treat everybody equally. Right. Right. That's the, And, and that's the way, the way I read it is, Hey, if you want to come and live in Newcastle or Henry County and you just want to live a nice, peaceful, productive life, work your job, raise your family, hang out with your friends, go to church, do whatever it is that you do, then, you know, you're welcome here. We don't care if you're gay, straight, Christian, not, not Muslim. Not welcome here. We want you here, you right? Know, you're trying to, you're trying right. to attract everybody. Yeah. Right. I, I want people to live here who want to thrive, who want to contribute to our community. I don't care about anything other than, are you a good person and do you pay your taxes? Right. And that you're not You have wrong. to pay your taxes, Betsy. Yeah. You have to pay your taxes. Yes. Taxation, theft. Let's make them whatever. smaller. Um, your your fears are not unfounded, and I too right. really share a lot of concerns about. I think attacks on free speech. I look at mm. I look at what has happened over the New York at the New York Times over the summer, and it blows my mind. It yeah. honestly blows my mind. And that's Barry Weiss, the, I love Barry Weiss. I do too. I'm, she's one of my favorites. She's awesome, and I the way she's been treated, a way a lot of the more independent thinkers have been treated, I think is horrifying. She's left. She's liberal, and uh, I would say and it, it just depends. But, well, I mean, she's thing. all for universal health care. A lot of uh, progressive policies. She is. She so is. She's definitely way more left leaning than what uh, I would say seventy five percent of our community is. Yeah, and that's not liberal enough for the New York Times. Yeah, there's. I 
I have a subscription to the New York Times, and I've considered canceling it many, many times because I'm horrified at what I don't want to give them money right now because I'm mad at the way some thinkers have been right. treated. But your fears are not unfounded; they're not wrong. As I conceptualize this, and I think Aaron shares this, but he can correct me if I'm wrong. This resolution protects my conservative Christian mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. This says we tolerate everyone, mm-hmm. regardless of any of these categories. There's space for you. you have, Intolerance has to work both ways. You have right, equal right, protection right. under the Absolutely law. Nobody's, right. nobody's Absolutely. special. It's that you are... We serve you equally. Yeah. That's right. it. Right. And, and there has to be space for that. And if there's not space for that in 2020, we're lost. Well, I think for me personally, a, a fear that I have personally is I've seen people who, um, who have mildly conservative views that are being painted on... And this is mostly on social media, so a lot of it's bullhorned and kind of exaggerated. Um, but people with mildly conservative views being painted as white nationalists and these radical, and it's like, that's not, that's it's the not argument. who, you know, that's not who I, think that's just I the, am. That's, that's not the, that's who the talk a radio lot of echo chart chamber, the national, that's the national junk getting and back it might be, all, the but all the talking points that have been, you know, committed or it whatever. It might be, but I've seen it reflected in Facebook comments towards people like me or people who have similar views. But I think you, I, and I'm sitting here thinking about how much I love my community and for the reasons, because I mean, you know me and you know Betsy. Mm-hmm. And so we can have those conversations in Walmart behind our masks or, you know, <laughs> whatever, uh, meet up. And that's also like I've had because of, you know, some health issues that have gone on in our house. I've had people at my job, you know, openly tell me that they're praying for me. One thing that I loved about my high school experience, I was thinking about this uh, last week for you is, you know, people like Mr. Rutherford or Will Regal or um, Cheryl Benton had had a huge impact on my uh, growth as both a, a person and a man of God mm-hmm. in FCA. And, you know, Brandon Atwood, Dusty Neal impacted me greatly in young life. And I think that, you know, that's the beauty is we've seen those types of outlets for so long. And I think that there's a small group of people that feel like they are disconnected from those types of outlets Mm -hmm. that we're simply just trying to open our arms to those people. You know, it's not, um, and and again, I think you've got nationally uh, a small group of people on both sides, both the far right and uh, the far left that are discounting the actual movements that are kind of happening in the middle. Um, Absolutely. And I think that's what's really driving that divide. And I think that's what is hurtful you know, when I've heard you know, some of the arguments one, on this resolution thing, is that they kind of mirror that. One thing I, that I can appreciate about Zach's is that we talked this about, we talked about this. We have the doors open. So you're hearing a loud truck. We are in rural Henry County. Man, I thought this, someone needs a muffler. Yeah. I thought the city, uh, the city did a better job of policing these streets, but apparently you can just do 90 down broad street. Council. <laughs> that analysis. was, that was, I can tell you that was 10 miles an hour. No muffler. Uh, yeah. So, but we had a discussion a few weeks ago where Jim Lucas had shared a meme. Don't don't you people that, have a noise or noise ordinance? It was comrade Jim's <laughs> Jim's Facebook post was taken wildly out of context, and you know Jim has a tendency. I like Jim. We've talked to him. Uh, on, we've had him on this show, uh, but he has a tendency to be purposefully inflammatory on his Facebook page. And 
It's like he was trying to be inflammatory on one issue and then race got brought into it. That was like, and he wasn't even thinking about it then. And I was like, I, and I said on this show, listen, I know Jim, we've talked to him. He's not that guy. He's not that, that right winger that you love to hate. He just, so like, that's, that's not who he is. Is he sometimes, sometimes pretty stupid on Facebook? Yeah, right? yeah. Is he sometimes stupid on Facebook? Well, pretty much all the time. But it's like that wasn't one of the things that was being that he was being an idiot about. And then he got <laughs> chastised all over social media, and he had a a conversation with a uh, who was the speaker at the house of the house at the time? Uh, speaker Bosma. Bosma. Yeah, Bosma. Eight and foot ten. Had to deactivate his Facebook account for a little while, but then Bosma went away. Time out again. (laughs) So it's like, it's this weird thing. And he wasn't even looking, like, at some point in time, it matters, right? Politicians really struggle with social media, I'll tell you. Yeah. You? I I don't want all of us into that. Yeah, I post pictures of dogs and salads. Calm down. You people seem to have a problem. What, What Jim did is very different than what happened here. That was purposefully inflammatory really? on the basis of nationality. Really? Yeah. It, wait, what's that? Can you do the Thor meme right now? Is no. it though? Is it? Because I see a lot of similarities. No, I'm, Cons- I'm taking Morgan, a do you want a microphone or are you okay post? back there? Okay. So I, I want to I want to clarify. This is one specific post that he got in trouble for. That was, and it, he was pointing out uh, he was making fun of stimulus money. He was pointing. I, I know out. the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know the meme. He yep. was not. He was. He was not pointing out a person's race or ethnicity. I, but and, and not that I want to go down which this is road. I, I, don't, I don't either. But, but I, I see a lot of similarities. I think it's all about perception and perspective. So yes. as and intention, true. which you argued before. Well, it's also and that's about true intention. too. And yes. that's true too. I think, and I've said this, you know, for the last month or so that. Yes, you've got freedom of speech, but when you become an elected official, I don't know that you necessarily lose your freedom of speech. Rather, you have a higher well, the, the lines a little higher up. Whenever you become an elected official, all of a sudden you're not just representing yourself right. and your beliefs. Right. You are the elected representative of an entire swath of the population. And you're exactly right on that. Thumb. And that's why, and that's my biggest <laughs> argument. And there are consequences. <laughs> and that's my biggest thing with this is, and I keep saying it, and. people are probably irritated but it's all about perspective right so you know i don't you might disagree or or be nervous about what this means for uh you know pro-conservatism or whatever your beliefs but the argument there from the people that disagree with this resolution is the exact argument of the people that feel marginalized and i think what drives me nuts is when people Mm, are so inside themselves that they can't understand or be empathetic at all that hey this is exactly how they might feel. That's I I don't agree with a lot that's out there, uh, but I think as an elected official and as a community leader, you at least have to show your consideration for the other side. Like I can understand that you might feel that way about this issue, but you know it, it all comes down to perspective and empathy. And I think in a society of social media, we've totally lost that. Right. Yes. And it, like you, you brought up in the meeting and I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you dig back far enough, we've been doing this show for what, over three years now. 
So if you dig back far enough in the archives, there's probably some episode of me saying something about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. And then, and now I'm now my, I've, I'm not afraid to say that I've totally flip flopped on the entire you issue. Get your Niner jersey because there. It, Wait a Mr. second. I so it's not sports. okay for Kamala Harris, but it's okay for you to flip. When did Kamala, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> It is. It took longer than four months for me, though. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and actually, no, it and, didn't. It was a very and, sudden realization that. And, oh wait a minute! My life experience is not the same as everyone else's life experience. And Dakota wasn't keeping people in cages, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's important. No, I I understand the oh, you know I understand stop the pers- me when I'm start making it up, Aaron. <laughs> the uh, perspective and understanding that, but I think if you look at it um, from from my perspective. Uh, June, uh, June, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Pride Month and all that. I know everybody thinks that's what everything's about, but everything was on hold in pandemic. Every time, so I don't June, even know. But this is May right now. Waking Zach. up as a conservative, as a Christian, every June is a nightmare, and it's because of the Supreme Court over the last eight years. And we have a supposedly conservative Supreme Court. You know, with with every ruling, it seems like we're getting closer. And some of them, I don't. You know, it's not a big deal, but other ones, I mean. Abortion's not going anywhere and, you know, uh, gay marriage, that issue, that's, you know, all those things are not in the realm of my belief system. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not afraid to say that, but I don't know if I should be maybe. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, in terms of like personal, my personal relationships, it hasn't affected my personal beliefs has not affected the way that. I've treated anybody that I work with that I know anything like that, but I'm just to get back to my point, as far as the conservative and the conservative Christian side, I think we see all the big businesses, all the government institutions, the court rulings. And we're just like, you know, where is this going? And I think you do, you look to Canada, you look to the UK and you go, well, if this is the direction we're going, then you know, There's it's, not, a, it's not good for us. What I, yeah, I see that too. And I lean more on the conservative side and it's, but the thing about you it guys is, are both is that taking we are, this fallacy where there's one side or the other. Well, just, there's I a, said I lean. Yeah, so that means that there's a spectrum. You're accepting the, the premise. If I said I am, Number one rule I am debate is on the conservative time, then I would be giving myself to duality and binary. But I said I lean, so... I believe in a spectrum of political beliefs, but I, the di- main difference between here and what's going on in the other countries is that we're the only country in the entire world that has a protected freedom of speech. That's, we're legitimately the only country that does. And it's, Canada is supposed to freedom of well, expression. They have an, a freedom of expression, but it's, Freedom of expression is different than freedom of speech. We technically don't have the freedom of expression in this country, uh, you can't make like that face written right down, now. but what face? That's criminal. You can't express, express that. But it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's we have. It's been set by precedent, mm-hmm. but by the Supreme Court that freedom of expression is there. But what I'm talking about is written down. We legally have a. You cannot trample on another person's freedom of speech, and we're the only nation in the world that does that. So it's kind of hard to look at these other nations that are passing laws that are restricting speech and think, well. We're right on the cusp of that happening here. Um, like you said, we have a majority uh, constitutionalist, conservative uh, Supreme Court, so I don't 
I mean, that that's, I don't believe that that is even a threat in our lifetime because of that. But it's not I insane not. when your two greatest allies, well, two of some of your greatest allies are the UK and Canada, and you look to them and yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all together, mm-hmm. you know, and five eyes, everything. And to watch them go down this track, even though we do have the First Amendment and I still think it's standing firm, I think there are a lot of valid concerns there. So yeah, well, to, and it's sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I was just going to say. So, take that argument about you know, kind of seeing things march down the line and people feeling like their conservatism is being taken away, or you know, nibble that maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, flip the perspective. Like, if someone wants to marry someone of the same gender, that's not going to personally affect me at all, um, whether I believe in it or believe against it. Um, and I mean to be a member of the black community and have someone like Brianna Taylor, just that whole scene is just, it blows my mind and it, for it to take so long, I think that's where you have a group that feels like they are not included in the all that is in the pledge of allegiance, the all that's in the constitution. And I get that. And that's why I've said, you know, on my social media before, because you know, I'm kind of like, I don't like the rioting, the looting. I don't right. like the protests. I don't, uh, I don't like a lot of that stuff. But I also understand where some of that anger comes from, where a lot of that anger comes from. And so, you know, I've said before, when uh, I, I'm not the one who came up with this, I can't remember who said it. When you make, um, basically, when basically when you don't listen to people you force them into uh, things like violence yeah. and things like that. I mean, you, probably see, you see the same thing probably in class even, you know, if, if students, that's just kind of their way. If you have a student that's acting out, you know, there's a home issue there or there's something there's, going on in their life more, where there's a little bit of that pain. They're not right? just, yeah. they're not just out to and make it, my life a you headache. Know, that's, you know? Yeah. Right. They, they have even problems. They do, right. They that's, have problems that they're that's something with. MLK yeah. talked about too, was exactly what you just said was that the, we the people they felt when what martin luther king jr said was that he was not included in the we right mm-hmm. and that i think is still carrying on today and it, it is sure. an extremely valid message because i whenever i don't i with a baby you know this aaron and zach sometimes you know your wife needs some alone time so you have the baby by yourself and you're like what am i going to do well, I'm going to watch a movie that I wouldn't usually be able to watch whenever my wife's home. So I w- was sitting on the couch. Saving watching. Private Ryan. Here we go. No, it was, a, <laughs> it was actually. Uh, Hangover 2. It was actually The the Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yeah, nice. It's one of my favorite movies. And, but Audrey and doesn't like it. She's not a big fan of like the gore. She doesn't like, like the church scene. But, so you don't um, wait to watch it when she's asleep and then the loud, like when he's hiding behind I'm the tree. I'm asleep the before her, or, brother. You know, waking up. <laughs> I spent yeah. five months at home with with my baby, and we watched 29 seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> we, watched, <laughs> we watched. That's awesome. And but I, if, whenever I watched, I watched The Patriot, and it was right after George Floyd happened, and uh, they there's a scene where the, the the Constitution is or the preamble is being spoken over a scene of. Um, Mel Gibson riding on the horse with the Betsy Ross flag. And it was, uh, and it, it hit me like pretty hard just watching that Mel Gibson scene, which I know it's like, it's not even a true historical account, but I was like, wow, like this is true. All men are created equal. There are a men. lot of people. Yeah. Good I point. Mean, 
Yeah. Asleep. <laughs> Women later. Also. Way later. Uh, literally a hundred years ago Wait a this week. A hundred years ago this week. Right. Yeah. That's right. The 19th Amendment. You are, you are, um, you're a communications professor. Okay. Whenever I was at Ivy Tech. You're a Tech, woman. Let's, let's talk to you. <laughs> whenever I was, uh, whenever I was at Ivy Tech, my communications professor said that in the 90s, we made sure that we said, uh, uh, all people and we, we made genderless terms, but now it is more appropriate to speak in the, in the first person. So like whenever you're saying, you're oh, supposed Bob to Dole say, so use the gender time. that you identify with. Well, now I've never, ever, ever heard, heard that argument. Maybe I just had a very, very conservative communications. I don't professor. know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, will, I'm willing to learn something new, but I've never legitimately he decided never heard that before. He was just trying to think of a yeah, way to justify saying his, he and you know what? In the Nittany Lion <laughs> culture over there, do you guys have your preferred pronouns on your uh, signature lines like they do at Purdue? Some do. Yeah. Point of question for the council person. It's point of information. Or sorry, point of information. Well, you're really failing at this producer thing. I didn't small. read the whole book. I just did the cliff notes. Um, <laughs> when we're talking about that, would you prefer to be a council man or a council woman or a council person? Definitely not a council man, but well, council person, council woman. I've never, I've been called councilman before and I, I just don't get mad about it, but I think, I, I think council person works. Yeah. Councilwoman is fine. I, I, it cares. Some people care a lot and I respect that to me. It's like, uh, it's a cool title. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to council be there. You just know you're great, on the council. Right? Yeah, the honorable yeah. Betsy Mills. Yeah. I'm, thir- <laughs> I'm 34 years old and I'm on the council. That feels, that feels pretty sweet. Yeah. So, um, you beat I'm, me. I tried twice. I couldn't get there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a, well, hey, yeah. to join in January of 2020 when yeah. COVID and economy <laughs> crashing and like a million other I mean, things, you know, the crises storm. my council's been handling and it's been a I mean, trial by fire. Do you baby. really trial get the, by fire? Do you get the honorable name if you can't sign your name in the top right corner of an envelope and have it get there? Like uh, uh, I don't like know. like Greg Pence has, I've got so, two I've got two campaign mailers from the last week from him, uh, where he all he had to do is sign his name and everybody paid for it. Did you get that? You I don't get anything his name from once him. probably, and they printed. Yeah, it. here's but, uh, he was here last week by the way. Did you ask yeah. him about his franking privileges and why he keeps mailing us stuff? Nope. Did you ask him about the race? They don't say who paid for him because we did antique store. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I'm gonna let Janine handle that. <laughs> Just don't let them come see our. Uh, so, I've, got, I've, gotten, I've gotten beef jerky more from Sasquatch than I have from Greg Pence. I've, I've never gotten I've anything from Greg Pence in the mail, and I feel kind of what I did there. Picked right now. I don't. I don't. I've gotten it. two. I've gotten two direct mail mailers from the congressional office that look exactly like the kind of thing that a campaign would send out. They must think you need to. Audrey, your support. <laughs> my wife keeps they, getting. They I think they must decided. assume my support. So. Betsy, you just talked about your time on the council and how hectic it's been. As talking about this uh, inclusivity resolution, what role do you think that the county council can legitimately play to make sure that the communities are safe and welcoming for all people? I think in this time of introspection, that's a good question. Um, Is this about Muslim wind farms? Muslim wind farms? (laughs) Or... um just give him the spoon or or libertarians uh, all right we're gonna move on from that jeremiah um i think it is worth you know with all the discussions that have gone on this summer i think it's worth examining our policies anything systemic i fully i have full confidence that the henry county council operates in a way that is completely the right way i'm deep we just finished our two weeks of budget sessions today at 4 p.m 
we've done very well. Clay Morgan, who I guess just left, but he said this is without saying goodbye. In eight years, this is the best budget we've ever passed. We had long days, intense arguments, great discussions, really healthy debates about how we're funding the county. You guys want Ron Swanson, or are we going to hear that the government's uh, gone? No, we've just. We've just worked really, really hard, and you've had to make a lot of make a lot of tough decisions. Really though. tough decisions in the time of COVID, uh, with the wheel ta- or the the gas tax being so low this year, with uh, the highway department, our funding is just way, way down. It's been really, really tough. So I can say, from my perspective, I don't know what the Henry County Council can do better to serve its community with regards to diversity and inclusiveness. But I'm here to listen, and if anybody has ideas. Let's hear it. And I think in general, I think it's incumbent upon us as leaders in the community to make sure that we are supporting everyone in the community. And as I've said many times in public meetings, please invite me to your events. What can I do? I know, I know I'm a Republican, but I literally care about it. Like I want everybody to feel safe and welcome, which is what we keep saying about our stellar process, that huge grant we just missed out on. What do we do to make Henry County welcoming to everybody? This, listen, and this is my other thing. We're going to grow. We're not in the donut around Marion County, but we're like the glaze of the donut. We're next. We're next. Oh, we know it's coming. Are we, we have, the, we have are three we the, different mm-hmm. interchanges on I-70. And don't forget my friends in Middletown who are a half mile outside of I-69 at 236, which deep. is something I'm deeply passionate about. We are in line for the future, but we need to exact that vision now. We are the we're going to get donut more diverse. Sprinkle on the donut. So You're exactly about- right. So we need to get in line and we need to figure stuff out. And I'm really interested in that discussion. Zach, what about you? What do you with all the discussion that we've had about this inclusivity resolution, what what do you think the role of local government is to make sure that communities do stay safe and welcome? Well, I think it's I think it's like I said earlier, I, I think that the vision should be that no matter your you know, you list all of these things here, no matter what you fall under, you should feel welcome and wanted to be here and live a productive life. And as you see that expansion come this way, um, you know, one of the reasons that I do support it, not only because I, there's nothing in the text that I necessarily disagree with, um, is because I do think that it's kind of a smart move in terms of, of when you publicize yourself, you know, I don't think people are like scanning, you know, Henry County, uh, you know, resolutions or a city Newcastle resolutions going, well, are we going to move here? If they have this resolution, we're going to. But I think it's one of those things that if you publicize it, you put it out there. Um, then as growth happens, I think people say, okay, this is, you know, they, they may be more conservative leaning or this or that or whatever, but we've made, we've been made to feel welcome. We've been assured by the leadership it's, that we're not going to it's be that delicate balance of going, okay, this looks like a, this seems like a conservative community with conservative values. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that are making sure that it's a community that is looking forward towards the future. Right. So, it, and that is exactly the game that's supposed to be played in politics. Um, the, the give and the pool of making sure that there's, a balance, making sure that all the citizens are happy with their representation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like that's my dream. That's my vision. Everybody, everybody. And our, I would say our three. Is that possible whenever the entire council and county government is one party? 
You know, but 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 look, yes, because look at how we disagreed. Know. Look they at look, our healthy debates. They look, yeah, they look pretty damn divided to me. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, I think we do share similarities. They had to cancel wow. their meeting tonight because they couldn't even agree on what time to have it. Is what I heard. We, um, we've said on this show many times that we have two Republican parties in this county. Well. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I you don't have to I, comment I can't, on that. Yeah, as Aaron, a, what do you think as, about it? No, no. I, what, <laughs> about two okay. Republican parties, no, I no, can no. tell you everything. Oh no, not we're not talking about that, Tommy. No, we we, I mean, we changed it so that Betsy doesn't get in trouble. The main, <laughs> I am a party officer, man. I think the main. It's okay, earmuffs, Betsy. We'll talk about you. <laughs> can you just go to the bathroom? <laughs> I think uh, the main thing that we have to show is, again, this is a piece of paper. It's a resolution. Right. Mike, pull it down. It's no, it's, it's plenty loud. Yeah. No, it's too loud. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. It's okay. when you get in that Clay Morgan mode, you just I'm get sorry, powerful. I'm, I'm preachy. Yeah. Um, I think we have to show now what, you know, again, it's just a resolution, but we have to show, like, put it into action, right? And not in so the terms you, of, like, an but, ordinance, but I'm saying let's keep the conversation going. I think that... Right. Okay, I will not... Two fingers. Two fingers. I think that uh, the conversation that has come about with this is what's needed in general in local government, right? There's participation. And I think there's a big podcaster out there that says that, you know, the citizens are the most powerful part of uh, local government. And uh, I think that's what needs to continue. I think we need to have um, roundtable conversations. And I say roundtable in that, you know, we can't be attacking each other. We can't be feeling attacked. But, you know, I've started discussions on the eight can't wait campaign about, you know, specific uh, police tactics that are in use. I've had conversation with our local police department. Um, and Typical the, Democrat. The, the, Defund the police. Yeah, didn't say that. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing. I didn't say that. I've had conversations with our police department because I think part of this, too, is, you know, locally, it's easy. I, it's easy for me as who I am to think that the issues that I'm seeing on national TV aren't present here. And I think on a large scale they aren't, but I think things do happen. Um, I think as long as we keep the communication open and friendly between everybody, like we're just going to continue forward. I think when we dig our heels in and not let things go because we disagree and maybe even bring them back and hear them again, I think that's when you have an issue and you create an issue um, because you're trying to represent and uh, include your specific idea of it all instead of just the general public. I think that's right. And I think it is really important that we listen to the people who have disagreed with this. A lot of whom are my friends and I've had really healthy discussions. I will say with, with each with members of each chamber who've dissented from this vote. And we had really good, frank discussions. Am I supposed to hate them because they voted against it? No, that's ridiculous. You're you're all working together at the end of the day. Right. Um, But again, I think it's easy to a live in your own echo chamber, which is what, you know, we hear from these guys a lot. Um, but also I think it's important to have those difficult conversations, you know, before the commissioner's meeting, I had two out of three difficult conversations about what was going to be heard after the County council passed it. I had four 
you know, appreciative conversations with the people that voted for it. And they all were totally aware of what was being read, totally understood, you know, what we were trying to do as a community. And I think that's what it takes is number one, having those difficult conversations with people that don't, you know, to tell them that you don't agree with something. But on the flip side, you have to tell them what you do agree with too and appreciate mm-hmm. them for it. Right. So that's, that's how you lose I want good to, people absolutely in right. I want to revisit something you just said though. And it was whenever you're asked about how local government makes sure that we are safe and welcome. And you said, it's not just about the resolution. It's about putting it into action. Mm -hmm. My, my question is as a member of the government, Mm -hmm. the, the people who have access to the guns, uh, how do you put that into action? So again, and how do you ensure that whenever you start putting these things into action, your actions now aren't looked at by the people who would do the opposite of you to justify what they are about to do. Right. Again, it comes down to continual communication. Mm -hmm. I think when you cut those lines and refuse to talk to somebody because they disagree with you, that's where things you're not talking about legislative way south. No, I think, I think that, you know, our police department, our administration, Obviously, they're the executive branch, right? And so when it comes down to enforcing the law, the ordinances, whatever, you know, that's their job. And I think what's what I've appreciated about my position is that all of the department heads, the administration have been totally open to having conversations and not hearing necessarily my concerns, but the concerns that are brought to me. Right. Um, and so that's number one. Number two, again, this is a resolution, an opinion adopted, voted on, whatever. This is a, a goal really of as a community, not just the government, not just businesses, not just organizations, but as a whole, the community is going to work towards being more conscientious about being open. And, right. and being right. welcoming. Uh, okay. And I want to add that the people who did not vote for this, at least the ones I've spoken to and I've spoken to most, I've said, do you agree that we serve everybody equally? Do you have that in your heart? Everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. That's the job. Are you, if you're willing to do that, we're good. I, I wish we could have agreed on this, but if you serve everybody equally, you're doing your job. If you can't agree to that, you don't belong in government. And I firmly believe that all of my colleagues who dissented, I, I think they serve everybody equally and I will stand beside them in that. And I think it's really important too, that we consider, um, you know, it, you don't win allies. You don't win friends by beating them up or insulting them or telling them they're wrong or they're bigots or they're idiots. But it doesn't work. You part. don't, you don't change minds. <laughs> you don't win. The libs, Betsy? <laughs> you don't win hearts by doing that. Like you, you live by example. You live <laughs> by truth, honest discussions. Right. It has, it comes by yeah. this. It doesn't by you, by you. Are you sure you're a Republican in good standing? Because I just see a lot of gifts that say wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I can't live the other way. I can't live a way where I, you suck. You're wrong. wrong. You're an idiot. I just can't do it. I, I hate that. If we can't agree to disagree and do it kindly and in respect, we're never, ever, ever going to get anywhere. And, and I'm the over the other way. Lines being cut. Right. And I think that goes along with like uh, what Aaron's <laughs> talking so, about. And I, I totally agree that it's not just something that, um, you know, the government in Henry County and Newcastle sits here and says, well, this is what we go by. We've got all these legislative actions. I think it comes down to the community aspect, person to person, having that conversation um, you know, being able to disagree and still be friends being, and truly being able to disagree without, um, you know, as tempting as it may be sometimes, I have some friends that are really annoying and I want to, you know, 
call them names and stuff like that. And sometimes I do, but <laughs> ultimately we're still friends. You know, we get over it, but as tempting as, as tempting as that can be, you have to resist that and realize, um, you know, kind of all the things that we're talking about is considering the other perspective. And even though you disagree with that, still being able to have civil discussion. And I feel like our conversation here, I don't walk away from it going, Oh man, I'm afraid that somebody's out to get me. And I hope that nobody right. feels no. that, I'm attacking anybody for any kind of disagreement we may have. Um, I think it's been good. I think it's been respectful and civil. And that's what I like. And that's what I hope to continue. This is America, yes. right? Unless I'm like, on my anonymous twi- uh, Twitter account. <laughs> but, but you did hit You did hit on something, right? I think you know, amongst your friends and the people that know you, know your character, know your heart, can call you comrade. And it be okay and not offensive. But again, in a society where we live on social media... You know, I could read Joe Blow's comment about how, you know, this resolution is really just uh, to stoke my ego, but he obviously has no idea why I'm on the council or what I'm trying to do or really know who I am, obviously. Um, not, and that's just totally theoretical, but, uh, I think you just hit on it. I think amongst our friends, if we took that type of conversation, and put it out in the community, I think you'd see a lot of positive and change. I think, right. that, I think that Zach just hit on the very last point that's in our conversation was that the, the question is what can be done on an individual level. But I think that you hit it exactly right was that um, whenever I looked at the, the resolution, I looked at it and thought, oh, this is to start a conversation. And especially, you know, with everything that was going on with Councilman Gray's Facebook posts and the controversy that was going on there, I was like, well, it was, you know, also a perfect time to start a conversation in the community about um, let's pay attention to what our elected representatives are doing on their social media pages because it might not be a great thing. This gives you something to hold yourselves accountable to as members of of whichever government body. Like Aaron said, it's aspirational. Right, right. And while that is very relevant, I cannot stress enough that this resolution came up before Local events came out because I think that 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 is I think that in itself. You said early June was and maybe and maybe it's just the timing of it all. But I think that that rubs people a little raw, and that's not our intention at all. This came up way beforehand. I yeah, I I honestly timing was a big thing because when even though it had been in the works for a while, I think you know with the group that was at the county council and a lot of the reasons that people were there. I think the way that it all kind of tied in with the timing kind of played Honestly, into that. you probably would have gotten more yes votes on the council if it had come out right. earlier. But again, <laughs> I think that this is too important of a, a, a message to pump the brakes on because I of, also think it was perfect timing. Don't right. get me wrong. I, you're going to have people I did on too, both and sides of that. I hoped it was an olive branch and I, I've had people who I deeply respect in our government who've said mm, timing was me and I was like I see it now in hindsight. I hear you. I'm listening. I get it. I hoped it would be something positive. It was already in the oven. It was already in the <laughs> oven. We'd asked for input. We were working on it. It was in process and it just seemed like maybe this is the night. Maybe we can we can demonstrate our commitment to these values and from uh, that, it's gone differently than I expected. I don't know how long I get to use the excuse, oh, I'm new, but like... Until you win an I, election. Uh, right. <laughs> well, I won a primary. But, <laughs> but no, but uh, I I was hoping for that. That's private party business. I think, so you'll, I, think I am... Uh, I'm not typically an optimistic type of person. I'm more skeptical and pessimistic. Uh, but I think 
after having this conversation and seeing the conversation unfold, I really do think that there's going to be a more positive impact down the road. Um, you know, with the timing and everything, yeah, it may have got out of the gate a little rough, but I think that ultimately we'll be able to uh, make this a positive in- impact for our community and for our county. So I hope so. And I, I, I truly, I would not say this if I did not believe it, but I think every single person in our county government and I mean, commissioners, council, and I don't know your council very well, but you can correct me, but I think they do believe with these, they do believe in these principles. And we're not saying that they ever did not. Right. Either. Absolutely. The but, other thing. uh, you know, I, I get their different reservations. I'm not saying I agree with them or understand them completely, but I respect that they have them. I think a um, lot of it comes from try, uh, reading between the lines type mm-hmm. of type of thing, trying to, and I mean, sure. that, and honestly, that's where, you know, not that I, again, you know, right. I've heard enough from, I've heard enough from both of you and I, and I feel like I know your position well enough to understand where you're coming from. Um, but I think it's just kind of that initial reading you're going, you know, it's almost like a reaction where you're going, well, trying to read between the lines, but um, I, I try not to do that in support. Right. But I mean, support I, of it. I think like, you know, nationally again, that we've kind of been conditioned to yeah. figure that out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that translates to, from the people that we never see, like Representative Pence, to the people that we see in the grocery store, you know, it, it's it, it, we have to learn that it's a little more personal here. Yeah. And because of that, you know, not necessarily we're going to take it more personally, but you can walk up to your local representatives and just have a, a, a conversation and agree to disagree. Yeah, and so national hey, national politics is poison. Local politics, absolutely that, poison. That's one thing that would really scare me about local politics is just the fact that I could be at Walmart and somebody could come up and accost <laughs> yeah. me for who knows what reason. Yeah. That's why, especially <laughs> right now, imagine because the imagine mass, being, uh, because the Marsh parking lot isn't paved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine it's not owned by the, the city. Church, imagine being Chad Malico and uh, getting yelled at for having your taxes raised. So I've had a few people asking a question in here, and I, I I have to apologize for not I wasn't in the room when this was uh, this was stated because the council does not quite yet have their uh, state of the art AV equipment that I know is coming it, for live. It's streams. being installed next week, and I'm really excited. We're uh, going to be on YouTube like you guys. Okay. But there's well, a, yeah. except we're at the armory. And make sure reason, make sure uh, somebody yeah. turns it on. Portable equipment. I, I, there's a question that's being asked about. I guess uh, Council President Hoon said something to the uh, effect of not trusting other counselors. Yes. In the meeting, what was that? Do you know the context of that? I heard her say it. I honestly it didn't register with me at the time, and I've had a few people ask me about it. Um, I. I've had really good discussions with Susan since then. We have not specifically talked about this. I don't know who she was referring to or what exactly she meant. Are the I also people in the other Republican Party? I don't know. It was it was the end of a four hour meeting. I think we were all emotional, and I think it was. A, right. You have to recognize that for each of us, going to that was just a big night. It was a big night. Yeah. It was very hard. I think for everybody, harder for some, especially um, who stood there and took it and listened. Um, I I don't know what she meant. I maybe I'll follow up with her in private. We've had some really good discussions. Um, Susan, I I really re- I respect her a lot and I enjoy working with her. I think she's good at her job. I think we look at some things differently. We look at some things the same. If I can't respect her right to feel the way she wants, I don't know. I I just can't go the other way. So well, I, I appreciate all of you being on the show, and I, I knew that this would be a good forum for us to have a long form conversation right. about it. Uh, and I think we've I think we've achieved that. Uh, and definitely by looking at the, uh, the number of folks that have been watching the live stream throughout, uh, I think it's been well received by pe- people in the community and beyond. 
this is the time in the show where we generally get into uh, final thoughts uh, and pick up anything that we left out or anything we need to promote or events coming up, whatever, whatever's out there. Uh, Councilman Dickin, you are a uh, returning veteran, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. Well, uh, I just appreciate again the platform here to. I, I think oftentimes people read a vote count and catch quotes in the paper, and that's what they hang their opinion on. Um, so to be able to come on your guys' platform, which is super informative uh, for our local community and more, I appreciate that um, and appreciate you know Mr. Lee here, who is a, a stellar homeroom teacher from what I hear <laughs> uh, at our house, and uh, Miss Mills, it's always a pleasure. I, I actually have two personal web sites that I would like to plug. Um, number one, I had some uh, friends from college lose a, I think, three-year-old daughter this week, and uh, they were gracious enough parents that, you know, we've been following their journey for about a year. Absolutely heartbreaking. So I'd encourage you to go to macfund.org, and that's M-A-C-C-Fund.org slash donation. Um, that's the specific childhood cancer fund that they are utilizing and you know childhood cancers tremendously underfunded the other personal website maccfund.org.org slash donation and consider making a donation um for isla gentry um sweet sweet smile uh my my other website, the personal website that I would like to plug is uh, Janine Lee Lake for Congress.com. Um, she's running for Congress. She's ever you know how present. How much money she raised in the last reporting period? Uh, <laughs> that might be a little sensitive timing. I don't have all the facts, but uh, uh, I assume that's coming be, in soon. Be more welcome to more donations as uh, you know she tries to be ever present and, and again communicate with her community but uh i hope that you know through all this whether we agree or disagree that you don't ever question my love for our community and the will to move us forward i have seen janine getting some national media here she was on on msnbc last week probably why the i'll get into my final thoughts that's probably why the attacks have started it's weird for our congressional district in indiana to every election year get national coverage because the vice president's brother is our representative <laughs> and no one knows who he is because <laughs> uh, you can only hear from him if you go play golf with the republicans <laughs> one of the two parties anyway he came for lunch he didn't play golf yeah. uh, <laughs> uh zach thank you for coming man thanks for having me i, I know I, your day job you're a teacher yep. and i know that some of the area teachers have started the amazon wish list looking for looking for some stuff in the classroom do you have one of those going on at all uh no the school get, really, get on that train man the school has been really good to me they gave me this brand new hey, uh cue board mm-hmm. and it's you're supposed like... to stop stop <laughs> I, you're supposed I'm to sorry. complain about how <laughs> you have to buy all your school supplies <laughs> it's so hard oh uh, yeah governor holcomb is an evil hey, evil I'm man wearing red for ed right <laughs> oh that's true okay no, you're on the good side um, of history then, right? Aaron? No, I, I, I am very thankful for being a teacher. And so I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I haven't really, I mean, yeah, there's, there's tough parts to it, but yeah. Um, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I want to thank, uh, Councilman Dickin, Councilperson, uh, Mills, uh, both for, I guess, I, Aaron, Betsy. I'm trying, yeah. Trying that's to be, better. trying to be real, <laughs> trying to be real formal here. Um, 
both of you for the conversation. The distinguished lady from Middletown. <laughs> you know, I like that. Can we get a plaque? I like long? it. I'm, I'm in for that forever. Yeah. And, you know, I had a feeling that it was going to be a good conversation. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I walk away from it with just the same, uh, the same thing coming in. I mean, maybe some new perspectives and new, new thoughts, uh, but the overall idea that I think that we are on the same page and that we want uh, unity, we want equality before the law or under the law or however that phrase goes. Um, you know, we want all of that. We want uh, to welcome people who who want to be in our community and be productive. So uh, thank you for the conversation. And, um, yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed it. So I enjoyed my first on. time on here. All right. Well, we'll have you back. Maybe, maybe run for something again. We'll have you back. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Might be cooler next time. We won't all be sweating. <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be December and it'll be thirty seven yeah. degrees in here, <laughs> yeah. just above pipe freezing. All right, the distinguished lady of Middletown, what you got? Good deal, um, Zach. Thank you for everything that you've been willing to say. I know it takes bravery to speak up. I think all of your points are valid, and I appreciate you. And it's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. I hope we get to know each other better. Um, Aaron, thank you for inviting me to be part of this process. I'm glad I responded to the email. I will not lie. As a Republican, this has been hard. Um, it's been hard. And, and also I've been encouraged to, um, something I try to do and I sort of made up this concept and maybe someone already came up with it, but I call it the pillow mirror concept. And can I look myself in the mirror? Can I put my head on the pillow at night? And that my decisions have to be made that way. Like I have to live with myself and through every bit of this process, I think I've done that. Would I maybe done a little bit differently? Maybe do I believe in everything we've done unequivocally? And I'm really proud of it. Um, well, and I'm going to interrupt you and say that you have absolutely hundred percent to be proud of. Uh, you've done this again, agree, disagree. You never shut anybody down. You were open-minded. You were considerate of both sides. And I think that's what true representation looks like. And I think that's what your community values your leadership for. Mm -hmm. So I just want to add that commentary in there. Thank you. I agree with that. You're very kind. I, I, you know, years ago, I think I was a different person and I would have said, let's fight, let's rumble. And I'm just, that just does, it's just not effective. It doesn't serve our people to behave that way. So we better be listening. We better be willing to disagree and we better do it kindly and we better move on. It's been four years of extremely divisive politics. I'm over it. Like I'm just over it. And I, I I don't want to be a part of divisive politics. And I guess the other thing is, um, Angela Cox, who's our health department administrator for the County. Um, she, she, at the end of the meeting, basically she stood up, she kind of interrupted, interrupted in like a good way. And she stood up and she was like, Hey, so it's a piece of paper. What are we going to do with it? And she pointed me out specifically and a few others. And I think that's right. It's a piece of paper. So what do we do now? We have to do the work. What is the work? I don't know exactly, but I, I want to be involved in those conversations. I hope others are willing to entertain those conversations. What do we do to make Henry County better? And we've heard from constituents who have said, I've not always had a good time. I've been treated poorly. I've had bad experiences. And that to me really matters. When we, uh, there was a, a, a march in Middletown for racial equality in June. And I thought a lot about going. And I was like, oh, I don't want to protest police. I talked to the police chief there. I knew it was not an anti-police march. I knew it was a peaceful rally for racial justice. And, um, and the, the Nazarene church there sponsored it. It's not a liberal church. It's a huge conservative church. And once I realized who the players were, I thought I can go to this and I can be supportive of this because I do believe in this deeply. And the stories I heard from some of, uh, the, there aren't a lot of people of color in Middletown, but there are some. And just to hear their experiences in Middletown lately 
to hear about uh, a local delivery driver who'd been called racial epithets and had the police called on him numerous times to hear about uh, one of our star athletes at Shenandoah being treated horrifically, had slurs directed at him. Um, just all these experiences, uh, people who'd lived in Middletown who'd had bricks thrown through their windows. It, it broke my heart and it opened my eyes a little bit. And it, it just made me think, there's work to be done. I, a lot of them acknowledge that it was getting better. Um, I love my police department up there. I'm a huge fan of our police chief, Mandy Rewitis. I think she's done incredible work and I think we have good police in our County. I'm very, very supportive of our sheriff's department. I don't know much about Newcastle police, but I've heard great things, good police at Knightstown. Um, I'm a huge fan of our police and our, our, our men and women in uniform. And, um, but I'm interested in the work. What do we do to make Henry County better? Let's have those conversations. Let's be honest. Let's speak and let's do it kindly and let's do it together. And you just, again, realize that, not being pro equality is not being anti police. Absolutely. I, I, I will that, not participate again, in that issue yeah. that is come up and I wish yeah. we would talk more about that, yeah. but sure. It's anybody that follows this and has an IQ above 60 recognizes <laughs> that. Betsy, if uh, people want to get in touch with you, follow you, you're running for reelection this fall. I sure am. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, hash or backslash Betsy Mills, uh, Betsy Mills at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook Messenger. I'm, uh, I'm on the county website, my email address. Uh, please feel free to get a hold of me. If you agree with what we've done, if you disagree, you want to go get a coffee or a beer or, or Coke or you just want to talk, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I represent you and I, I want to know what you think. So please feel free to reach out. D squared. I have a couple things. First of all, thanks, Zach, for coming on for the first time. Uh, you came on. We invited you on. You knew that we invited you on because you were the only person that was speaking up in uh, meetings about it. And you also knew that you were coming on with the two people that wrote the resolution. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was a brave of you, but we had a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, we have, would have I, a good conversation. I had high anyway. confidence it would be okay. Yeah. yeah. But then again, we know Aaron and Betsy really well. Uh, you know, Zach hasn't sat down and had multiple hour plus conversations with him. Well, I'm uh, sure he listens to every episode. Yeah. So it feels like he's around <laughs> the table with us. <laughs> I just got a text that I need to plug my campaign Facebook. Uh, uh, so Betsy Mills for Henry County. Sorry, I'm bad at I'm I'm really poor at self promotion. Is there so. an election? Yeah, it's coming up this November, I hope. I heard that was being postponed. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. It's supposed to mail by, yeah, vote by mail. No comment. Uh, ballots will automatically be sent yeah, to your home. Maybe ballots. five or six of them. I have eight ballots in my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as there aren't any hanging chads, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're born before 2000, you know, get that joke. Anyway. Oh man, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> I just got it. So true. I, I know. That. I get that. I was 10 years old when that happened and I remember it. Baby Dakota over here. I don't remember when it happened. I've just had it explained to me because of <laughs> Jeremiah being history class. class. <laughs> because I have an old friend. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, son, Al Gore should have been president, but the Supreme Court stole it. All right. What else you got to go to? Anything? Uh, also, uh, Audrey makes cups. She makes tumblers, custom. I did seen one that was uh, running around in here. She's made a bunch. She actually made one for like every single one of our family members before she publicized it, so that she could I'm like family and I don't have one. Have a, a good uh, amount. My of sister practice. married in. Eh, not close enough. Hannah you're, Davis. You're gonna have to call up her? the cash. Yeah. So she uh, she has a page. I've shared it. She shared it. Get on there. Look at them. And I've actually been I've actually been really impressed with how they turn out. Like shockingly I impressed as a husband take out the word actually and try that <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen people i was expecting crap but no really 
It's worth every nickel. No, I what I expected I so was a, well was an at home thing, but it's like a. It turned out like you got a warehouse that, in your backyard now, don't you? It turns out like something that like you would order on the internet and arrive at your house in two days from Amazon. It's like I've been super impressed. It's actually pretty neat. Jared, remember when I said I wanted a like, cricket? Yeah, and, and I said we got the cricket phones. I don't know what else you want. No, at the my, little green store next to MVP. My grandma up. might have one for sale, Jeremiah. It's Ooh, used. Uh, hey, can I talk you into a used birthday present, Sarah? Depends on how good it is. <laughs> I have to look at the features. All right. Uh, from my side, I two things. One, there's some breaking news in town. I was returning from my day job today, and the Oyo is gone. Ah, yes. The Oyo is the Oyo Hotel. I meant to bring on your own. Too. Now the range on your own, on your own, own your own, own your own, own your own. Good luck is basically what it was. It was like the third largest <laughs> hotel chain in town, and Councilman Dickin let it leave. On your own is that what? Own your own. Oh own. yeah, own yeah. I think I'm ninety percent sure it's own your own. I, I kind of like the humor of on <laughs> your own. I think, I think yeah, it make your own, your own. Make your own bed, please. <laughs> just, just I'm try. pretty sure it's on your own because the whole yeah, premise it, is that you make your own. So it's so wait, it, check in with your phone, and then you just go. You should know that I'm the last to know everything, and I tell my constituents <laughs> that too. What do you so mean? So it's switched back to Rain Tree. It, the sign says Rain Tree. Now I that's, don't know that's what it in means. the county too, right? Like White Estates is. Yeah, and, it depends upon which side of the road you're on. I guess. I get maybe, but they're probably a city water customer. City, yeah. I have, I have right. a really pressing question. There's a Chinese restaurant in that hotel. Oh, that's it, true. Is it good? I've, I've heard, heard it, it is on your own. Is it? Yeah, you're yeah. on your own. But I, I like Sarah's. Can someone in the comments let me know? I, I'm, the, I've never been there, so I can't tell you. We usually go with the China Castle. Okay, I've yes. never been there. I usually do the Where one. Was it Ming's? Yeah, seriously. And I like. Yeah. I do like the Indian place. Uh, the spi- the yes. Spiceland Truck Stop. I mean, it's kind of a sad place. Good. The samosas yep. are amazing. So best i've ever had mings is for people who prefer quantity over quality <laughs> ouch change my mind <laughs> so anyway the oyo is gone uh and Tragic. i also wanted to kind of call out the uh, aaron aaron was talking about uh our friend of the show uh janine lee lake and i mean she's been campaigning for two years so she's finally gotten some traction and the uh, she was on MSNBC last week. She's been running in this race with Tom Furkanoff for two years and Greg Pence for two years and and Janine. And she was on MSNBC last night or last week. She's gotten some national attention. And the chairperson of the Delaware County, which is Muncie, just our neighbors to the north, the Delaware County Republican chairperson released this three page statement complaining to the FEC, saying that Janine is not doing her paperwork correctly, saying she's breaking the law and this is this is terrible. And I'm I'm looking at it going, really? This is national pandemic and you're complaining about paperwork, right? I, I've always looked at and I, I challenge people to look at it. If you want to to get involved in government and you want to have local candidates and you want to have people like like Tom or Janine actually participate in the conversation, then don't cut them off the knees the first time that they don't do paperwork correctly. I can guarantee you Greg Pence has never seen his financial paperwork. Exactly. But that's but just, Tom Firkinoff and Janine Lee Lake do it and know right. it and they've raised every nickel and they've done the work. But that's just the game, right? They so don't want him involved. That is that's the whole point, is that it is designed uh it's designed as a barrier to entry. It's just like sweating over my paperwork. <laughs> you have to have financial I, too. the county courthouse here, right? <laughs> sure. Where they and, would call you and, and say, I'm sh- hey. I, I want to see if the Delaware County I Republican chairperson right. wrote a three-page letter every time that the local, yeah. a local candidate 
forgot to file their paperwork on time. If they screwed up a CFA four or CFA one, right? I want to see that they wrote this and complained to the state election board or to the secretary of state's office saying, "Hey." You who didn't do this right. I know it's entirely a political attack. I know it's really hard to, and I did this too, to sit on the sidelines and be like, you idiots, you're so bad at this. How could you get everything so wrong? And then you're in the game and you're like, oh, this is hard. This is challenging. Oh, they need I'm special mad. parking and, 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 spots and it's for some hard. people because they have to amend them at the last minute. Okay. And in it the is, big scheme of things, right? Yeah. Paperwork. Yeah. It, it kind of mm. sometimes gets lost in the suff- shuffle, whether that's right or wrong. Anyway. Yeah. And just my general point is it's, it is tougher than I, I mean, thought it would be. I mean, Aaron, you just Listen. made that excuse, but one of the Democrats' biggest things is cleaning up money in politics. Well, do you, you remember? Do you remember the you, city election last year? You, How many people forgot yeah. to turn in their reports? You cannot clean up money in politics if you don't you keep track of who is donating to the political campaigns. Who's having thousand dollar plate dinners in Washington D.C.? I'd like to see and I know, compare I the reports. Of, I yes, understand right. that side too. No, I know what I you're mean, saying. You know. you can I'm just only, saying you ain't seen the last of Janine Lee Lake. <laughs> there are certain. I hope not. She the, hasn't been on the show yet this year. There are certain I'll call levels. In a favor. Oh, we'll we'll get her on. I, I she and I we've talked. She'll be on. Tom Furkanoff will be on. I offered today to have Greg and Janine and Tom all sit down and we'll work this mess out together. We'll right here on Boss Hog. We'll talk. We'll talk through it. I Greg think, will be here next Friday for the uh, Republican brat lunch at eleven hey, to one. I tried, line, by the way, I tried Join to us. ambush him with a microphone at the Moreland Free Fair. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. Hey, he should be here next Friday. We look forward and, to having him. And back. next thing you know, he orchestrated the cancellation of the Moreland Free Fair the next year. <laughs> I don't know if there. I, I I think we can just draw the line. That's great. He left. <laughs> he left he saw me coming and they packed up and he said i'm out all right uh next week we are doing a special <sighs> wednesday episode of boss hog so mm. we are on it's wednesday to me yeah you agree to it <laughs> <laughs> wednesday episode our boy mason is becoming an elk uh he he signed up mm. uh, to be an elk so we're ju- we're not uh, counter right, now i can never go again we're not counter programming <laughs> the thursday night uh elks lodge initiation over there so our boy mason's the uh he signed up. He agreed to sign up to be an elk like uh, eight months ago. Turned his paperwork in, and then they said, uh, "Yeah, you got to be twenty-one." So now that he's had his twenty-first birthday, they they letting him in. Uh, so we're going to go to that on Thursday. Wow, you night. sponsored him to be a member, and you didn't even know the age requirement. Are, are you an elk? <laughs> yes. I so I we've been eating. So during our county council budgetary sessions, the last two Tuesdays and Thursdays, we've been eating there. I've loved it. Yeah, this you need like to be a really member. Ch- you want to join? I might. It's great. We, I'm so busy. I'm when, too busy. When we're but not out of town on I'm Friday a member. on the weekend. Jeremiah is a member. Friday uh, nights. I'm. I, I might be talked into is that. Is it is Zach Bertram? Yes, Zach Bertram. I like the vibe there. It just seems real chill. It's my very, dad's a member. It's yeah, it's a it's a good time. The I, mayor's a member. I could have my arm twisted. Yeah. We we go down there and just talk about it. Who's if who? If you want to be in the Henry same County. initiating class, I'd be willing to pay the dues. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll talk about it. Have you All have right. you been to the billiards room yet? Plus, I think. No. Hmm. Have you Missing been to the out. bingo hall? No. Separate <laughs> building. Is that a clear enough sign, L? <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> He's texting uh, Jane. Jane Bertram's in here. She's an elk. Can we see her. We hang out with oh, her. Oh man, I've, I've got sometimes, to check it out. Sometimes then. we're at her table on Friday nights. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. So anyway. That's uh, that's the pitch for the Oaks Club. Thank you guys so much for uh, for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for having us. Uh, this was very enjoyable, in spite of it being ninety five degrees and Florida hot in here. It, Jerry Walden's an elk. Everybody's an elk. Yeah, oh, man. It's good, a it's an deal. exclusive organization. They let all of us in. I got the fan right by me, so I've yeah, been cool this whole time. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about it. It's been. I, I look. I 
Uh, it's rough. That's Your shirt is less drenched than it was before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I went and put on one of my fishing shirts to try to try Oop. to with some wicking technology. Opening the doors did help. Yeah, it, once the sun went down, it uh, it got better. And thankfully, uh, Newcastle's got their crime problem under control, so nobody's come barge, barging in here. That's true. Uh, unlike downtown Indianapolis, where my wife works, it's, and they've got, uh, like, civil yeah. unrest is a bit of an issue. It's only 83 in here now. Yeah, doing better. All right, thank you guys very much. I'm going to have Sarah press the button over there, and we will see you all Wednesday night. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.